Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now, and they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives, or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's Two Teas in a Pod with myself, Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Who we having on today, Tam? Oh my God, I am so excited for this because this is one of my very good friends. He knows everything about every housewife ever. Um, it's Dave Quinn. He's a journalist and also a New York Times bestseller author of Not All Diamonds and Rosé. So bring on Dave. Hello. Dave. Hi. 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 Beautiful. 
So you're coming to us from New York. How is it in New York right now? Cold. It's crazy. It's uh, the Omicron or Santacron, as I'm calling it, variant is just spreading like crazy. And everyone is it's yeah. like March 2020 all over again. And you just got boosted. I just got boosted. Now I feel more powerful than ever to uh, go to the holidays and deal with my family. You got it. <laughs> right. I'm afraid I wish there to get was a boosted. shot for that. You can do it. I know I can do it, but I feel like I can't do it right now. It's holidays, New Year's, all that stuff. And I'm afraid I'm going to get sick. So many people I know that got it got sick. You felt but It was crappy. only 24. I got sick, but it wasn't terrible. I didn't actually get boosted? sick. Yeah, I got boosted. But it was just like my arm and my neck hurt and I was tired. Oh, is that why you were laying on the ground the other day? Yes, that's why <laughs> yes. I was like laying on the thing. I was like, oh, help me. <laughs> Not dramatic at all. That being said, <laughs> I don't even know if it actually made me feel that way or it's like the placebo. Sometimes, like I'm the person yeah, like that like, will take an Advil and I'll be like, oh, my headache's gone. No idea if it actually, <laughs> that one Advil fixed the problem. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, oh well, God. I yeah, I got I got knocked on my butt with it, but I was the same way with every dose. It just is the same thing. It's like just a fever for twenty four hours, it goes away, and and no big deal. Yeah, we have like a mandate now, mask mandate in Orange County, which you know aren't Orange County is very. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, join the club. <laughs> and I went to the mall yesterday, and I wore mine, and I'm like, oh my god, everybody's actually not everybody, but ninety percent were wearing masks. Really? Yeah. Because normally I, when I go to Orange County, it's a completely different world out there. I'm like, hello? What's yeah, happening? I, LA, I, I can't even leave my car. I know. I don't even like going to LA right now. But I feel like it's just so many people have it right now. I know people in the hospital with it right now. Um, and I think everybody knows somebody that's gotten it. So people are scared now. Yeah. Yeah. I about, like about the mask. time. Yeah. About time. Right. It's yeah. like two years in, it's about time. I like the mask because I like not being able to smile at anyone. Like I like just kind of... <laughs> You know I what I mean? Too. Like, it's just so much easier to just be like, yes, and not have to do all those things that you do in public to kind of make people feel like, you know, you're approachable. I don't have to I, worry about it at all. I was in Home Goods yesterday and I had my mask on, and this lady breached for the same thing as me. And it was a big one, like one of those big N9, whatever. And um, I said, oh, I'm sorry. And she goes, do I know you? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't think so. And she's like, wait. Your Tamara, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how did you even know? I used to bust my eyeballs. <laughs> so, Dave, yes. you're a New York Times bestseller now. Can you give us a little bit more history for those of listening that aren't 100% clear on who you are, how you got involved in the book, everything? Oh my God, Teddy, I feel like nobody knows who I am and I don't want them to. I love being in the background. This is the weirdest thing to be like, the guest. I'm used to interviewing both of you, so it still feels very strange. But I've worked for, oh my gosh, almost 20 years now as a journalist uh, in the entertainment field for publications like People Magazine and Entertainment Weekly, amongst others, and always reporting on Housewives. I kind of built uh, a long <laughs> beat for myself in that world. And then about two years ago, started this process of what would it be like if we did a book around Housewives? I was talking with Bravo about that and uh, making it into an oral history. In June 2020, when the world went, you know, was in the midst of their lockdown and the Black Lives Matter movement was beginning, I was, uh, I was interviewing women, <laughs> uh, five, you know, five different ladies a day, pretty, pretty much. I spent the summer of 2020 doing this book and doing, uh, putting everybody together. So it was a pretty in, intense experience. We talked to over yeah. 185 people and about 500 hours of 
interviews, but uh, <laughs> getting it all transcribed oh. and put together, it was wild. But yeah, that's the process. And Jeez, you just answered about 10 of our questions. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Did, Did anyone you... decline? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody ask decline. for money? Oh yeah, a lot of people ask for money. I have, uh, I was keeping track of all that because I thought it was interesting. A lot of people wanted to get paid for it. I was like, I'm barely getting paid for this. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know Can you I mean? name like, names? I mean, I don't want to blow anybody's spot up, but- Come on, give that, us one. I think that you would say, well, Vicki Gumbelson asked for money. Oh, of course she did. Of course she did. She used Vicky's to ask for money to go to watch what happens live. They're like, no, right. <laughs> no. Yeah, She's so like, then I'm not that. going anymore. And then she goes the next time. Yeah. yeah, of course. So she definitely wanted some coins. Okay. So, so was she... the book your idea or was it Bravo's idea and they came to you or you went to them? How did that work out? It was kind of a mutual discussion. They asked me, like, if you wanted to write a book about the housewives, what would you want it to look like? And then I submitted a proposal about how it would be kind of outlining the idea of doing an oral history and uh, what that would look like. So I, I like the way life. it's written because I'm not very good about reading and get <laughs> distracted. And But this is very it's an easy read. Yeah, that was the idea. And listen, I. I don't want to be the one to say, I always say this is a book of, uh, of <laughs> it's a book of uh, opinions, uh, of feelings, not a book of facts. So it's like everybody has their own opinions about Wait, what this- it's not a book of facts? It's not a book of facts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> everybody has their own opinion of how everything kind of happens. Well, I'm I want wanted... to talk about somebody's opinion in this okay. book. Okay. <laughs> Shit, she pulls out the. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I bought receipts. This is, um... like a re this is like a reunion day. Okay. Oh, okay. So Kathleen French, who mm. worked for Evolution originally, I don't know if you ever met her, Teddy. She might have moved oh. on to Bravo. But I she... met her at Bravo, yes. Yes. Okay. So she said. Tamara was this girl from Glendora, California, with a working class roots. Her mother was divorced. They didn't have a lot of money in the house. This is a crock of shit. <laughs> First of all, my parents got divorced when I was 27 years old. Okay. My dad had his own business made about 250000 a year. We weren't broke by any means. That was actually good money back then. He was working class. He owned a repair shop, a used car sales lot, all that. But my mom didn't raise me. Oh, there you go. My parents were married until I was 27. So I don't know where she got that information from. <laughs> I think that people's memories sometimes when they re try to look back on things could be a little fuzzy. Did anybody try to rewrite what you know wasn't true? Like you're like, I, I know what happened. That didn't happen. Well, yeah. I mean, there were certain things that like I would have to correct people on as they would tell me their stories again. And I would be like, but I saw this on the show. Like the right. camera caught this and they would say, well, oh, uh, well, did that happen first? And so I caught some yeah. people in the process, but I tried not to fact check everyone. Right. I wanted this to be a space for everybody. Just like if I was to come back at you and take your words out and remove things that you had said. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do that to someone else. I was trying to hold the integrity of everything everyone was saying as honestly as I could. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. 
Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, 
they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear, the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Did your perspective change on any housewives after you wrote, like after you got their interviews? Oh, that's so interesting. You know, I, I think that everybody is really who they are pretty much down to the core. And the people that we see on TV are exactly who they are in front of the camera as well. So if you are somebody who is a little bit more guarded of a human on TV, if you feel like when you're watching them that they're putting on an act and they're trying to control the narrative, that's exactly how they were in the interview as well. So that didn't really shift that much. What I found most interesting was talking to those producers and their perspectives on Mm -hmm. people because it verified a lot of the things that I felt as a viewer. And I mean, Teddy, no one kind of encompasses that more than you. I think that I was always such a fan of you because as a viewer, I saw that you move the storyline along every season that you were on, you know, uh, there wasn't really conflict if it wasn't for the things that you were doing. And I know. And and we get, both of us get shit for that constantly. (laughs) Like, because people don't, people don't really get that you have to move stories. So like example, what happened this year on housewives that fell on, on Beverly Hills, that fell into their lap and became a, a drama for them. We didn't have that. Right. So we're like, they're looking to you to be like, okay, what's next? And so you have to like live bigger than you may necessarily want to yeah. be. You know, you have to make a show, but if you remember, and somebody DM'd me this, which was a nice reminder. Cause I'd forgotten. Cause I, you know, got so much hate for so long. They said, listen, you have to remember at the beginning, people loved you because you were fresh and opinionated. But after you got in the whole trouble with the dog thing and everything, then all of a sudden that's when you became boring. And it was because that was an easy thing to say that hurts people's feelings. Yeah. Right. Of course. People just shift. And, you know, if somebody has a strong fan base, they're going to come hard and they're going to say the same thing over and over again, just like in the show to create a storyline about somebody. Right. And you're only as good as this week's episode. So people love you one week and they hate you the next. Yeah, it's true. And there's no winning. I I, I joked, you know, watching this season of Beverly Hills, the, there was fans saying, you know, it's bullshit that Lisa Renna isn't talking about the fact that her daughter is dating Scott Disick. She's hiding the truth. And then the next episode, she talked about it. And it was the same person I saw on Twitter saying Lisa Renna is using the fact that her daughter is dating Scott Disick for a storyline. <laughs> it's like... That's why you can't take these serious. Like Teddy yeah. was saying, like she blocks a lot of people, right? Yeah. I'm I went to the point where I don't even give a crap. Like yeah. there's something wrong with you if you're sending me these messages. As long no. as you don't talk about my kids. I, it makes me feel really good to block somebody that repeatedly really? drives me nuts. Like I'm like, go away. Because I've had to like, Wait, because like so much of my down? business is online that I'm like, nope, block, bye. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but you should restrict them instead of block them because that way you never know when they're going to flop back and be like, oh my God, I love Teddy. True, but makes makes me feel better just to cut them out of my life completely. They just, get a, they just get a fake account. But Teddy, it was interesting because talking to producers, they were all saying the exact same things again that I had felt about you. And there was a lot of feelings there, again, in that process of saying like, oh my goodness, 
this is exactly like they were saying how how what what an integral player you were for those seasons and how much they loved you and it made me feel again very valid in my feelings as a as a viewer that i think is often missed in the grand scheme of things then bring her back <laughs> i'm okay this morning but like i think that the part i loved reading what chris cullen had to say and alex baskin and our our producers because the truth is I, you know you can love me or you can hate me but what i was saying was actually what was happening yeah. so who were the producers most shady to? If you know what I mean, like oh, yeah. they kind of called them out and straightened I, out the world. I think that I mean I'm I'm obviously just thinking about your seasons. I think okay, that the producers season. were each very franchise. honest. No, but I think the producers were very honest about uh about Gretchen. Yeah. I think the producers were very honest about Lisa. I think now, that you know what both of them didn't were. participate in the book, right? Lisa Vanderpump did, but only very quickly. She didn't uh, only to did promote she, herself. Uh, and how great did she get when she was is she on? Ask, is she asking for royalties because of the name of the book? <laughs> I'm sure she is somewhere, but she actually didn't. You haven't she, gotten the legal letter. I haven't gotten the legal letter. She didn't. Uh, we had to get, of course, that approved, and she didn't write that line. That was written by Alex Baskin, actually. Yeah, he uh, writes all the good lines. Lots of the taglines are written by. So Alex Baskin gave us the approval to do that. So I don't think she has much of a legal ground to stand on if she right. tries to come after us <laughs> so who refused to do it of all the housewives well there were just a lot of women that didn't want to participate for one way or the other you know uh bethany and nini had their own experiences that they weren't interested in rehashing i well, was i'm gonna I, say it's about bethany really quick yeah. now she tweeted and i'm from my memory i'm trying to something about way to put women down Bravo. Like this is the book about putting women down or something like that. I'm like, wait, yeah. didn't you build your whole career on Real Housewives of New York putting women down? I mean, yeah, uh, I, I certainly think a lot of people feel the same way that you do about that. I think that Bethany certainly had a view towards this, that she's trying to kind of move on from that. And I, I understand that. I would have loved to have everybody participate. And you were both on the other side of my interviews. My questions weren't about putting people down. I'm not interested. Right. You know, there were plenty of people who chose not to put anybody down. It just is the you know nature of who I think, you know, people wanting to speak their truth. And I'm sure that, mm -hmm. you know, we all know what Bethany thinks. We all know what Nini thinks. So uh, even though right. they weren't participating, I don't feel like we lose anything. Everyone is in the book, whether you talk to me or not. Yeah, that's, right. why, you, that's why you should talk. Yeah. <laughs> is there anybody that Bravo said, don't talk to this housewife? We don't want her contacted. No. No, they were they they weren't at all um, restrictive of anyone that I spoke to. Uh, there were certain people I was going after that they were like, you know, it's okay, you know, like if we don't get them, it's not going to be the end of the world. I was very upset about not getting, and I've said this before, but I was very upset about um, not getting Alex McCord and Simon Van Campen from the Real Houses in New York City. Those were the, like the first couple of seasons yeah. they were on. I just thought that they would be so interesting. Why to didn't have. they? Well, Alex has like moved to they've moved to Australia and I think they don't just, have fun, sir. <laughs> I think they're just like really gone from this whole world and they don't really want to go back. But I was super interested in what they had to say. But you know, at a certain point, there were so many voices that you just have yeah. to kind of keep moving forward. Is there anyone that you talked to that you thought like this person is not being authentic? This person is not this person's kind of lying to me, or that I, I don't trust this person. 
Yeah, I mean, certainly I had my own doubts. Uh, I find it very hard when people say, like, I don't want to go back and I don't want to look at all this stuff and I want to move forward. I, I kind of, there's part of me that's like, I understand that that's like the higher ground to play, but you're a human. You must have real feelings about these things and I want to hear what you have to say. So uh, yeah. that for me always feels a little bit phony, you know. Did you have any juicy gossip about a certain housewife that she just wouldn't talk about it? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped right into that one. <laughs> you, there was so much, there was stuff that you had told me off the record that I was trying to get you to tell me on the record. Stuff that I actually was physically present for and witnessed with my own two eyes. Yes. That I couldn't get you to talk You're about. You're talking about BravoCon. <laughs> I'm talking uh, about BravoCon and I could not get you to go on the record about it now. But Lisa yeah. Renna did. <laughs> Lisa Renna. <laughs> oh, there you go. You better believe she's going to talk about it. But Ted, you have to remember that, and Tamara doesn't remember this. When oh, I was doing the interviews for the book, she had recently been uh, fired from the Housewives. And you were pissed. You were I like, was. you called me up and you were like, fuck bravo i'm not doing this book i'm not doing <laughs> shit i'm not talking to anybody i'm never doing anything with bravo yeah. again right and then i'm like you know, okay what, what do you want to know yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i i felt like I, it took me yeah. a few kind of weeks to get you to come. i was going through my bitter stage okay it's fine i understand i was first upset and i was crying and then i was i went through all the stages now i'm fine of course but, but i wasn't going to get you you know i didn't want to push you too hard because i didn't want to lose yet yeah <laughs> that Makes was sense. the difference there Next like, time, just get me drunk. I'll say, I know. I'll say and do anything. Well, Brandy Glanville got drunk throughout the entire interview. She And there was a certain point of like- <laughs> Of course our she did. Yeah, I'm like, I, yeah. Where I was like, Brandy, I got to stop talking to you because I think I think you're a little loaded and I, it doesn't feel ethical anymore. <laughs> I haven't read the Beverly Hills section. What did she have to say about the Denise Richards situation? I, Is it I, in the book? Yeah, nothing. She Can you give us like a before. little tease? <laughs> I mean, she again stands by her experience. And, you know, everybody felt like the whole thing was a total setup, them going into that uh, filming where you were packing, Teddy, you were there, of course, that they feel a lot of people feel like that Kyle and Teddy knew about this and that was all phony. But according to everybody there, that that was very real that none of you knew it was happening. If I was going to know that that was the, the scene that was going to change the entire season, I maybe would have put makeup on. I would have <laughs> made an effort. Like Normally packing scenes are never used. Oh, like I it's know. one second of you like pushing on oh your suitcase. God. I know. Like, and so they're like, Teddy, you have to go to Kyle's right now for packing. I'm like, no, we leave tomorrow. I'm not doing that one i'm tired he was pregnant <laughs> and they're like we we didn't get you packing i'm like <laughs> and then went over there and boom and then i knew once i was told i was like well i wonder who's going to be the one to share it with everybody else shocker well, yeah the, the way that i heard the story essentially go down was that there were rumblings of this at BravoCon. there were rumblings of things that had happened at BravoCon, but no one had said anything and then uh, a few Orange County ladies let Chris Cullen know about their experience. And then uh, Chris Cullen flew from BravoCon to Rome to start you know, the pre-production process on the trip. You all flew from BravoCon back to New York. And when he was in, sorry, back to Beverly Hills, right? And when he was in Rome, he got a phone call from Kim saying, I have this thing that 
Brandy wants to say. And he said, oh my God, I just uh, got chills. He said, all right, well, and it was only because that he had heard what had happened at BravoCon that it all made sense to him and said, okay, well, there's a, uh, there's a packing scene going on tomorrow if you want to stop by. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. 
Not only do I love my nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Let me ask you both, because it's so interesting. You have a lot in common in your experience on Housewives, because both of you were uh, were cast members that the producers, I think, really leaned on to expose things that were happening that were that others were not courageous enough to do. So at that dinner in Rome, Teddy, I mean, it's in the book. I know we talked about it. Like everybody was asked to bring that up. Everybody was getting text messages under the table. You were the one who answered it. Um, I mean, in my, the way that I am truthfully, the way I think that I had two options. I could sit there and listen to us waste our time having the most stupid conversation Mm -hmm. that nobody was ever going to use for anything, piss Mm -hmm. off all the production team, Mm -hmm. waste Rome, and then blindside Denise by her seeing the conversation after the fact, or I could just get to the point and handle it. And I was like, I'm the only one here that can't drink. I'm pregnant. I'm so tired. I'm jet lagged. Let's get this show on the road. Like that's really how I looked at it. And Somebody had already, and she was already so open. And and then when people came at me and said, you outed her, you did that. I was so confused because I'm like, what are you talking about? She's already been on Howard Stern sharing her experience with another woman. She's blatantly shared these experiences. Yeah, I, for a few years, I'm like, you know what? I'm not your puppet anymore. Like I would be the one where I was at a group party and they'd be like, and then the, the rest of the cast starts to resent you because they know what's going on. They're like, oh, there she goes. They're having her ask something or, and, you know, they don't tell you what to say, but they'll be like, hey, let's get this rolling. Like, you know, why don't you talk about what happened, you know, yesterday. At Bass Lake. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about what happened at Bass Lake. Yeah. And they'll, they'll be like, uh, you know, I'll be like, okay, I will. Because I'm just, I'm like a team player. Well, um, also, I'd rather say to somebody's face than behind their back. Yeah. So a conversation's already had on camera. Of course, I'm going to say it to somebody's face rather than talk about it with every one of the other women, have them suffer and by me doing terrible confessionals. And also you assume you like, I didn't, I assumed my last season on housewives, it wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to be so cut out of it. You barely knew I was pregnant. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like I didn't, I thought there would be other things to show of me that it wasn't just me coming for Denise. But what ends up happening is you build those relationships. You think that you're filming so much that you think, wow, they're going to show all these different aspects of my life. And then they just show one. And of course, the audience isn't going to relate to it. Wow, you're just a, a shitster. Yeah. They're not showing that you're a mom. You're a business person. How well, you- that's what they do. And I had that issue for many years because I didn't have my kids in the show. So they never really saw me as a mom. They just saw like the strongest part of my personality on the show. And that was stirring the shit. 
and I was good at it. So, you know, I got labeled the shitster and I'm like, well, whatever, kept, kept me employed for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Ask but me I if think, I care. I mean, listen, I think that's why we called the book Not All Diamonds and Rosé, truthfully. We wanted it to be something that, you know, call back to the show, but it's also, it's not easy to be a housewife. Like there are yeah. a lot of negative things that you have to deal with on a daily basis that I think that a lot of people don't really understand. So do you have any other books in the works? <laughs> Not yet, but I mean, I'm ready to continue down this path. I, I said that Below Deck, another popular franchise on Bravo, is kind of perfect for this. So I would love to jump in it. But I could also write a sequel because there was so much in the book that we couldn't keep in the book because it was just too big. So uh, I could write a whole nother book. Was there anything really juicy that they cut out that you're like, why would they cut that out? Well, I was surprised you know, as a fan that there were so many women who would film sometimes as test housewives, possible housewives who wouldn't become housewives who were then just removed. There were two of them in Orange County that really shocked me that you're like, she was just around season 10. There was one, right? Tamara, um, uh, uh, Katie, I believe her name is. Oh yeah. Katie, Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. Who just like filmed, they filmed all season and we have a lot of those stories on the record, but there was just no room to kind of fit them in. And that really surprised me as a fan, you know, it's like to think that there was someone else in all those, you know, trips and in all those moments and was at the same time filming confessionals and behind the scenes and with her family. And you just didn't see any of that really shocks me. I'm kind of shocked that they decided to do the book now. I would think that this is something you would do like when it's coming to an end. (laughs) I I don't know if it is coming to an end or it's slowing down. What do you think? I don't think it's coming to an end, but I think there's a new chapter for sure starting. Mm-hmm. I think these crossover shows that, you know, you're a part of one of them. And I think just new franchises coming, I think it's kind of like turning a bit of a page, not to be too uh, cheesy and punny about it, but in, in the chapter of Housewives, I think it's like the old days of the show feeling the way it felt is kind of over. And mm-hmm. it's it's the right time, I think, to get people excited about what might be coming next yeah i mean there's new stuff there were just two new housewives announced in uh beverly hills did you see that teddy i did do you know diana jenkins i do i met her this year so any tea that you can give us like what would she be like i really liked her I thought like immediately i think that especially coming into the setting i i you especially meeting new people you don't really know how to be she was immediately like chatty and easygoing and like showed herself i think that you know she's gonna have she's very opinionated (laughs) which is good but she's funny and she's beautiful and she's got a true story and you know so i think i think she'll be good You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. 
Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Do you want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. You won't regret it. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, groceries from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass, $0 delivery fees, and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day, and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Not only do I love my nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. 
Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Teddy, are you filming this season? I am not, but I did make a, I, I did something for extra. And while I was doing that, I may or may not be right. I have to say, it's so interesting because you both joined your respective franchises at very different times in the history of them. Tamara Mm -hmm. was just in the third season. At that point, I mean, she's a very revolutionary housewife, Teddy, because she is the first housewife ever to express opinion about another housewife. Up until that point, for two years, nobody had said anything negative about the other. But she was the first, really. It Winning. was like, I swear, they had just been filming them almost like separately and then a, occasional group scene. But it wasn't even like what it is now where it's group scenes and parties and all that stuff. Um, but Tamara was the first one who joined and was like, you know, Gina Keogh, I could, I could sell her under the table or whatever. Right. I know. <laughs> um, and that changed the direction of the show. Teddy, when you came into the franchise, like now this show is like a well-oiled machine. And I think it's much Mm -hmm. harder to kind of come in around the time when you did and now uh, to get your footing with it. And then what happens is it takes years for you to actually Mm -hmm. build these real friendships like you have with everybody. And then now you're off the show. (laughs) And I think what people don't remember about my first season is like, I came in, what was I, 35 years old? Uh, didn't know any of them. And I'm sitting in Vegas, my first time meeting everybody. And like, they are, they are not having it. And I was like, this is hard. You know, like this is so much harder than I expected. I'm in my like, you know, pretty much, I I look like I'm in Tanya Harding's outfit, like my (laughs) ice skating outfit. (laughs) And they're all dressed. They're all, I didn't get, I glam myself. It's like a whole situation. Like, I just didn't know. You don't know until you know. And then once you do know, you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, it really, I wish I never knew because this makes it so much easier before. But I think, you know, ultimately the fact that I can have good friends with some of the women shows that, you, you can live at peace with that. You can go, you know what? I may have caused a lot of shit on the show. I may have started a lot of drama, but ultimately the people that I created relationships with, they're real. And that shows, you know, long-term. Yeah. Not so much on my franchise. <laughs> well, You're gone. You leave. They don't talk to you anymore. I know your, your franchise became like survivor. Uh... <laughs> we talked about that before, like yeah. on, on the podcast. It's like, we are definitely like, like survivor, like, People just want to bring you down and take your business down and your family down. And where Beverly Hills, like everybody's, you know, they have conflict, but they stand together. Like they're, they're like true friends. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> and again, it takes years to do that in New Jersey, uh, Jackie Goldschneider and Jennifer Aiden came in four seasons ago now, and they've built real friendships with these women. Yeah. And now it's like, now it's at a point where there's, long-term, you know, they've known each other for four or five years. They mm-hmm. really have deep roots in, in some of their arguments and they, it, it, it is richer. So uh, yes, absolutely. And I think that's the problem with, um, Orange County right now. There's mm-hmm. no real true friends. And so there's no, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's the problem with the franchises as they go down the years, it's difficult to maintain that sort of thing, which is why it, the criticism towards Beverly Hills always I find very funny that people are like, well, there's a click or 
you know, Lisa, of course, got tons of criticism Rena, about standing by Erica. And it's like, you want these people, these are real friendships. Like it, mm-hmm. it's so much more interesting. If, if they were just co-stars, none of it would matter. Well, yeah. I mean, when, even when it came to Lisa Renna and everybody would say, well, why are you stand? You know, you didn't stand by Denise or you didn't stand by so-and-so, but you're standing by Erica. I, I just wanted her to be like, well, yeah, she's my best friend. You know, she's <laughs> yeah. who I'm closest to. What do you think I'm going to do? Right. You know, that's reality. Like, well, then there's Lisa in Salt Lake City, who's not, was not standing by Jen Shaw, who she was friends with and was kind of like, I don't think I want anything to do with this. But then when Which, she saw her in person, it was, she didn't really say that. But her first instinct was like, I don't want to get involved. And that was her friend. So it's like, well, I would probably, if I was friends with somebody, be there for them right. myself. Right. I, I think you have to be there for somebody until they're guilty. Th- they're guilty or even uh, figuring out those steps, like being yeah. a person that they can actually communicate with during their hard times. Cause it's not always going to be good. Yeah. And again, it's so black and white in everybody's eyes when they're at home. But it's like if you've been criticizing somebody for five years, six years, however many years now for repeating the same behavior, and then that person changes and literally does what you've been asking them to do, which is like grow and change. And then you're still criticizing them for not being the way they were before. You can't win. There's no winning for anybody. Do you have a favorite franchise? I, I love them all really. Uh, Potomac has become one that I, that I kind of really enjoy. It's because it's I've never watched not oh. one episode of Potomac. You have to, it's great. It's I mean, so good. I hear so many great things. So I'm going to, well, now that I have Bravo again, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to watch. And, and Tamara, they've had four cast members. Now they're, they just wrapped season six and they've had four OGs who've remained on the show in all six seasons, which is kind of a bit of a record. So it's like, yeah. it's interesting to see that core four still remain. Um, it's just very good. It's, I enjoy that. I also, I'm a New Yorker. I love New York. I love New Jersey because of the fact that I'm Italian too. So I don't know. I, mm-hmm. It's it's very hard to pick a favorite, but. So I know we're running out of time, but what? I do a little thing on my Instagram what? where I ask them to ask questions for whoever's coming on. And a common question that I got, which I really can't remember. So I'm gonna have to ask you, while you were doing the interviews for this book, did you ever say, well, so-and-so said, blah, blah, blah. Did you use any sort of, to get more information or how did you do it? No, so I tried to interview everybody separately in your own little bubble because I didn't want, just like, again, it's integrity is really important to me. I didn't want to ever take anything you had said in an interview and bring it to someone else either, right? I wanted everybody to be individual. So I would say things sometimes like, well, oftentimes like fans think this or people think this, and maybe that was repeating something another woman had said, but I never said like, well, I talked to Rena and she told me this and it's just, it, it didn't. Then you would be, be a housewife. Right. I'm I'm trying not to be a housewife in that way. So I didn't do it that way. So who was your favorite interview? I mean, Carol Raswell and I talked talked for 12 hours. What? Straight. Straight. So that for me is like, it's always going to be my favorite. She is a journalist and as well, and, and has a lot of 12 uh, hours experience. Yeah, she just kind of had like a very interesting zoom out perspective. She's actually the one who told me that a lot of the 
arguments that you see on the show have nothing to do with what they're arguing about and more to do with the show in and of itself, that that like framing of the show often encourages disagreement that people mm -hmm. can't actually say, which I thought was so interesting and absurd. It's a slight red, red flag to me that somebody can talk about themselves for 12 hours. I know, <laughs> gotta be real honest. Was she, wasn't she a journalist as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was more we were talking about the show and less about her. Uh, but she was really interesting. I don't know. The, all the interviews were super good. I can tell you, I mean, I have still questions that I wish I would have asked both of you. Okay. Well, you, you, have, you can ask us each one question okay. before we go. Let's go. Give us your juiciest one. Start with Tam. Okay. Uh, oh, gosh, Tamara. Uh, okay. So uh, salary is always such an interesting thing. And everybody talked very openly about how much they make, how much they don't make. But there's always rumors about how much people make and knowing what your structure is, knowing how much you made, and you don't have mm -hmm. to give the number. What do you think about when you hear, you know, these rumors about how much people make on the housewife shows? Do you buy into anything? No, I don't. I mean, certain times, I remember there was a time where Vicky's like, can you believe so-and-so's or Nini's making $2 million a year? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's true. And of course she would send it right to Alex or Doug or somebody at production and or Andy and like, why is she making this much? I'm the OG. But I don't really buy too much into it. Like forever they say I make made $600,000 a year because when I was going through my divorce 12 years ago, it was in the court records. Right. But we get raises every <laughs> single year. So, so yeah. And then Robert does not like us to talk about our contract or money or anything like that. Yeah, but I mean, you have to laugh about the fact that when you see a report oh, yeah. that it's like Kathy Hilton is holding out for $2 million and now they've got her and she's making 2 million as a friend of that. You you have to be sitting oh, on the other end of the screen no, laughing like that. I, I know that's not true. <laughs> I've, I've worked with them for 12 years, that ain't true. I don't, who, I don't care who you are. Money-wise, I can tell you this. You make more, you spend more your first year on Housewives than you make. 100%. Yeah, I've, everybody told me the same thing. Especially I mean, I, if you were me. Well, <laughs> and especially, it's funny, with glam squads. and well, We and, didn't you know, have glam squads back then. 12, 13, to be honest, I ago. wish we never had glam squads because then it, every day, like once it, like Beverly Hills started doing that and it just yeah. became a constant, then it's like, it's not that you're trying to metamorphose yourself into other people, but if you show up and you have not been glammed, and everybody else is glammed and in a costume and you yeah. show up and you're like, and you're messy bun, it, you, you're a sore thumb in the picture. <laughs> so yeah, true. Again, you know that more than anyone. Somebody was telling me the other day, I wish they never did glam squads. Can't they have one housewife strong enough to just show up as herself? And I was like, yeah, they did. Her name is Teddy Mellencamp and everyone <laughs> ragged on her at home. Like, right. yeah, they were like, oh, get a stylist. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. No one's ever happy. All right, well, Teddy. I watched um, Miami and mm -hmm. everybody's going to a pool party and everybody's getting their glam except for Gertie. Yeah. And I mean, she's so beautiful anyway. So I'm like, oh, a newbie doesn't yeah. have a glam squad yet. <laughs> She'll get one. She'll get one. It comes in the package. Um, okay. So Teddy, you and I interviewed before, while you were still a housewife, before you uh, learned of your exit. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm curious whether you thought that was coming at all. Were you at all surprised by it? I was completely surprised, to be honest, because I had um, such a great relationship with production. And 
I had already had my meeting to come back, you know, like all of these things, like we'd already talked about what was going on in my life for the day. Like I absolutely had no idea. I do know that there was a new showrunner. Mm-hmm. So there was changes that were being made and that was kind of all I knew. And then, yeah, no, I mean, when, it ha- when my friend, te- when my bestie texted me and he's like, Hey, it's in daily mail that you got fired. I was like, <laughs> wait, oh. you found out on, on daily mail. Yeah. So, I mean, That's I think, up. Did, Dave, did they tell you the producers or anybody at Bravo, what goes into deciding who's going to be fired? Yeah, I mean, my understanding is that production often, you know, advocates for who they want, but the decision is always made by Bravo. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes in both of your cases, in fact, producers very much disagree with Bravo in those things and will fight back uh, and say, this is how necessary this person is to the show. But Bravo Mm -hmm. makes the choices ultimately. And it seems to be from from what they told me, and uh, and we have that, I think, in the book, um, it seems to be, you know, decisions that are made by like three people at Bravo. And I I think it's very subjective, my understanding. And they do do focus groups too, right? So they get feedback. I don't know how much of that they take to heart. Yeah, I mean, look, data is data is what my understanding is like, you can interpret data any way that you want to interpret data. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to look at something to, you know, stand by your decision, you're going to do that. But I, I talk to people throughout this and I would ask about bringing people back or why'd you fire this person? And ultimately what I learned is that the, it's very subjective because they set rules. They'll say about one housewife, well, she doesn't really have much more of a storyline. What else is there to explore? And then I'm like, but how about these five housewives who you've kept around who don't really have much of a storyline? That that doesn't make any sense to me. There's so many OGs on the show that, you know, they're just living their life. And that's what I thought the show was about. But if you're not like, you know, uh, getting divorced or robbing a bank or, you know, whatever, uh, you're not interested anymore. Again, it's, uh, these are the sorts of things I'm saying. It's like, it, you can't actually make a rule book towards it because it is all totally subjective based on these three people from what I understand and their decision. I, I can, hear the I, sirens in the background and I miss New York. I miss <laughs> New York too. I can say one thing that I did make a mistake on. So right at the end of my season, my last season, I was I was mad because I was like, listen, you guys are using me in negative, like only and not showing any other part of my life. I texted <laughs> the quote I texted was I've trended on Twitter every single week from hate and you guys aren't giving me anything else but the negative, please. Like I'm doing the work. I'm showing up. I need you to show my life in some other capacity. And ultimately the goodbye happened two weeks later. So. No. <laughs> well, you know, for me, I was threatening not to go to the reunion because I was so mad at how it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Every way that they could make me look bad, they made me look bad in my last season. Mm-hmm. And I was involved in this big lawsuit and people were bringing it up. There was just a lot going on. They didn't show any of my business and whatever. And then, so I'm like, I'm not going to the reunion. There's no reason I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I was so dramatic, right? And the day before the reunion, I was telling Alex, I think I'm just going to go and I'm going to say that, you know, I want to be the first housewife to resign at the reunion. This is my last season. It was great. Peace out, right? He's like, 
you're emotional. Don't do that. Please don't do that. You never know what you're going to be when they, the pickup letters come. And then, yeah, no pickup letter came from me. <laughs> I Sorry, was encouraging. But, and to, not to burst your bubble, but you wouldn't have been the first housewife to do it. Adrian did it by not showing up to really? the reunion. She was the first one because Andy made the rule of if you don't show up to the reunion, then you don't get to be a housewife. Oh, and yeah. Lisa did it too, right? Right, but she did it after. And she had already let the press know before she didn't show well, up. Well, I showed up. I did my job. Yeah, they no one's ever no one's ever showed up and quit. That's the thing, Teddy. And I was encouraging you behind True. the scenes to do that, Teddy, uh, to Tamara. Remember, yeah. I was like, you should just go and quit. It'll be it was, it was, a, it was. I was so emotional. I had a hard season. I had a lawsuit. I had just found out days before the reunion that my ex-husband, father of my kids, had stage three throat cancer. I was just like, how am I going to go back to the show? My kids need me at home full time, which it ultimately worked out for the best because they did. I had Sophia full time and it would have been just too hard. I had to be there for her. Do you think it worked out for the best for you too, Teddy? I think ultimately there are parts that I, I think you go through a grieving process. I think there's parts that are really challenging. You get used to it. It's a new life for you. It opens more doors. There are things that happen. Mm -hmm. And then once you get through that, you let, you got to let yourself be sad a little bit. And then all of a sudden now the things that I've been able to do since and yeah. the life that I've been able to live since I'm really grateful for. And it's not, I mean, I'm making way more money than I ever made on the show. So it is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, I miss the fun times. I miss the travel, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a, quite an experience, good and bad. And it's hard to go back to your old life. Dave, will you come back again for us? Literally oh anytime. God. I love you both so much. I know. I'd love yeah. to hear all your opinions on um, Miami. Yeah, we should do a oh recap with you. Um, Salt Lake City. Where do people find you? Uh, I'm on uh, both Instagram and Twitter at Nine Daves, N-I-N-E-D-A-V-E-S. Well, now that you are a public person, I think you need to change your handle to Dave Quinn. Listen, yeah, I would love to. Number There's one best-selling author. Number anyone... one best-selling author uh, of Not All Diamonds and Rosé. You guys have to get it. Yes. So any, many place you want keep, any place you want to send people to buy the book? Anywhere it's sold? Yeah, anywhere it's sold. Okay. That would be great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Perfect. And Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Staying consistent is hard, but it's important if you want to see results. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies right now. And they're one of the only brands that are committed to your health. They only use the cleanest and purest ingredients in their formulas. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. Let me walk you through my morning routine. I wake up, make my coffee, and then make sure to fill my water with Symbiotica Pure Hydration before my early morning workout. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and I've loved every supplement I've tried so far. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code POD for 15% off your subscription order. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 